This is the Storm Report. Welcome to another episode of the Storm Report podcast. We are part of the Storm Report radio network. I'm your host, Tommy Castor. Before we get started in the podcast today, I want to remind you to hit subscribe. That way, anytime we have a new episode of the Storm Report podcast, you'll be notified. You can find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. We are on all major podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many more. Make sure to visit our website as well at thestormreport.com. Follow us on Facebook at the Storm Report Radio Network and on Twitter at the Storm Report. As always, I'm joined by President and Meteorologist from the Storm Report Radio Network, Dan Holiday, on this episode of the Storm Report Podcast. Dan, thank you for being here. Hey, uh, how are you, uh, Tommy? Good to talk to you again. Yeah, I'm good. Of course, today is Wednesday, June 3rd, and we're talking about severe weather again today. Today is a little bit of a different setup. There is an enhanced risk for severe weather that we're going to touch on, but also a large portion of the U.S. under the gun for the chance of some severe weather later on today. So, Dan, why don't you tell our audience what we're looking for today? Well, yeah, it really is a wide area that uh, is going to be encompassed by some strong storms. And in fact, We've already, as of about 12, uh, 10 central time, seen some development occur in north central Kansas. So some things are certainly on the way, and we could see a few more storms pop up this afternoon. Overall, this uh, this area, from a marginal risk standpoint, covers uh, extreme eastern Idaho, northern Wyoming, uh, much of the uh, m- much of South Dakota, nearly all of Nebraska, nearly all of Kansas, with sort of a heightened risk of severe weather from Rapid City into Valentine, Nebraska, McCook, Nebraska, Colby, we're talking Salina, Topeka, Kansas City, Emporia, even just north of Wichita. And then this stretches sort of northeast, right on through, um, I would say, really St. Louis, uh, Springfield, Chicago, Peoria, Indianapolis, Columbus, Pittsburgh, and then further east, Tommy, where there is a heightened risk of severe weather and enhanced risk over the northeast. You know, Dan, we had talked yesterday on uh, our previous episode of the Storm Report podcast about uh, the potential setup for uh, tornadic activity. You know, we were looking at areas in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Today doesn't really look to be uh, that that sort of threat nearly as much as yesterday. Um, does it look like wind and hail the primary threats for later on today? There are two areas where there's more of a tornado threat, and that looks like it's going to be western and central South Dakota down into northern and central Nebraska, and then also from just east of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to Philadelphia, it includes Baltimore, and even just south of New York City. So the northeast, where it's been very active in terms of, with a lot of uh, protests going on, a lot of people out uh, you know, on the streets during the afternoon, that area is going to be under the gun for severe weather, and so we'll certainly have to, to watch uh, uh, that region of the country, which has certainly been uh, somewhat active in terms of that lately. But uh, I think that, uh, like you had said, the main threats in terms of severe weather are going to be some strong winds, some uh, heavy rainfall, and potential large hail starting late this afternoon. And then this frontal boundary where really it stretches across two-thirds of the country from Idaho on east to the Atlantic coast is going to be sliding a little bit further south as it does. Storms will move with it overnight. 
You know, Dan, it's interesting that you bring up, you know, some of the protests that we've seen in some major uh, cities. I was actually watching uh, one of the news networks yesterday, uh, and they they had a live shot of protests in Minneapolis. Now, obviously, yesterday, uh, the, the primary severe weather threat was in Minnesota and Wisconsin. And you could tell in the live shot that uh, the clouds were getting dark behind the reporter and the, mm-hmm. the protesters that were on the streets. And, you know, today we're looking at, you know, some major cities, especially in that enhanced risk, like Philadelphia, Camden, New Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey, and then even, you know, major metropolitan areas like New York and Indianapolis and Baltimore and Kansas City in that slight risk area. You know, it's, it's sort of a, an interesting time where, you know, I'm sure that these thousands and thousands of protesters who are on the streets, not necessarily thinking about taking shelter in the event of se- uh, severe weather, but that might be the setup today across a wide portion of the country. Well, we've always talked about, um, you know, I, I know we had a conversation with uh, some folks at the Storm Prediction Center. Uh, what are the most uh, concerning situations when it comes to v- severe weather? And they always talked about a large mass event, uh, maybe a, uh, a championship basketball game or a NASCAR race or a football game where a tornado or a severe storm was moving and it was a question of where do you get these people to shelter and how do you do it? In, in the cases of the protests that are going on in some of the major cities, and we, uh, I failed to mention, of course, the District of Columbia, where there's been a lot lately, they're also right on the edge of a risk too. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much they're really thinking about where do I go, but um, how many public shelters are going to be available? How many stores or businesses are open to let someone in their shelter? So that's something, uh, if you're going to be peacefully protesting, um, end of the evening, you really got to think about there is going to be the threat of severe weather and you have to have a plan to know where am I going to go to get out of this? Because if there's a large crowd, there just isn't going to be the space to take shelter in certain areas. We're talking to Dan Holliday. He's the president and meteorologist of the Storm Report Radio Network here on the Storm Report podcast. Dan, uh, you know, a little bit shifting gears just a little bit here. Uh, one of the stories that came out yesterday that uh, it was very newsworthy as far as the weather world was concerned was that the month of May had the fewest tornadoes in the last 50 years. So, you know, of course, we've, you know, talked at length about, uh, you know, just recently about what uh, the, the coronavirus pandemic has done as far as, you know, people not on the streets, not active, not driving not at work, uh, not socializing. And then, you know, obviously what we're looking at right now with protests around the country, I guess one good thing, one positive thing is that, you know, of course, the the fewest tornadoes in the last 50 years occurred just in the last month. Uh, There are obviously scientific reasons behind that, but uh, I did find that very newsworthy. So I didn't know if you had any insight into that story that uh, came out yesterday. Yeah, I hadn't looked at the actual story itself, but um, it is interesting. If there was going to be a year when we needed a break from widespread severe weather, it was this one. Because folks that do rely on uh, on, on public shelters this time of year, maybe getting underground, trying to uh, protect themselves from severe weather, um, are always concerned about, hey, if I go to a public shelter, do I wear a mask? Do I get near somebody? How close? How many people are they going to let in here before it gets too full? Um, what are the restrictions in that? And so uh, I know there was a real problem with that in the deep south in Alabama where some of the public shelters were closed and then all of a sudden they had to open them up because people were a little bit panicked. Um, and while I haven't looked at the article, I can say that, yeah, this, is, this has been just a strange year of circumstances. Um, I'm just glad that as of now, we have not seen uh, you know, widespread severe weather where, you know, people that have been denied places and shelters that really needed them.
The Storm Prediction Center in Norman, Oklahoma, only issued 10 tornado watches in the month of May. That's the fewest uh, in the digital era from 1970 to the present day, uh, beating out 2018, two years ago, when there were only 12 tornado watches issued uh, in the month of May. But uh, 2020 came in uh, with only 10. So it's it's very interesting. You know, usually when we're talking about severe weather this time of year, we're not relating it towards current events and what's happening in the world. But uh, obviously, this year has just been different on, on a whole lot of, uh, of other levels. Uh, I do want to draw our listeners' attention to an upcoming episode of the Storm Report podcast that we have scheduled to release on Monday, June 8th, and that's the anniversary of the 1966 Topeka tornado, uh, which we're really excited about this episode coming up. And obviously, Dan, uh, you know, we've just been talking about the lack of severe weather, especially in this part of the country, uh, but in uh, Topeka back in 1966, that was not the case at all. No, um, that was a that was a unique situation and just a, a perfect setup for um, a tornado, and it it occurred in the wrong area where uh, many people that were around and lived there and were alive at that time uh, remember it as if it was yesterday. So it will be a fascinating um, event to listen to how it unfolded, and of course some of the people that were involved um, in that in that entire afternoon and evening. Absolutely. We'll have legendary broadcaster Bill Curtis, some of his words uh, on that episode, as well as uh, some other audio uh, that we'll be able to feature uh, on that episode. Again, dropping on Monday, June 8th, the anniversary of the 1966 Topeka tornado right here on the Storm Report podcast. Dan, before I let you go, let's just recap really quickly what that risk area looks like today. Uh, obviously, that enhanced risk in parts of New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but then obviously the large swath of land across the central U.S., under the gun, at least for the chance of strong to severe thunderstorms later on today. Why don't we just recap that very quickly? Yeah, the tornado threat is in two areas of the country today, southwestern North Dakota, much of western and central South Dakota, north central and northern parts of Nebraska, and then further east in the northeastern part of the country, from east of Pittsburgh, including Philadelphia, even Baltimore, and just north of Washington, D.C. In fact, New York City is right on the edge of that as well, too. The overall threat for wind and hail is mainly what we're concerned about today, and that's going to include northern Wyoming, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, uh, Indiana, Ohio, uh, parts of West Virginia, uh, Philadelphia, I should say Pennsylvania. I already mentioned Philadelphia earlier, but Pennsylvania, the entire state, also Maryland, and it really stretches into the New, uh, New England area and uh, points on to the Northeast. So a wide region of the country affected there. And then uh, I just might touch on the fact that many of the same areas are going to be affected by severe weather again tomorrow, too. There could be a complex of storms that is ongoing overnight into Thursday morning, more development during the afternoon. The primary threat is going to be in eastern South Dakota, eastern Nebraska, northeast Kansas. And then we will have a continued threat of severe weather again on Friday over eastern Nebraska, southern Iowa, um, northeastern Kansas, including Kansas City, Lincoln, and Omaha, as well as Des Moines. And that's going to carry over into the weekend as well, too. By Saturday, we'll see severe weather in eastern Montana, parts of the Dakotas, and then also into the northern plains, the Dakotas and western Minnesota on Sunday. And that brings up a whole other subject here, Tommy. Uh, we're watching Crystal Ball, the tropical storm now south that could be impacting the Gulf Coast region by the mm. time we get to Sunday. And that could be a hurricane by Sunday. So a lot going on really quick. 
definitely an active pattern to uh, keep your eyes on, especially today uh, across a wide portion of the U.S. It's president and meteorologist of the Storm Report Radio Network, Dan Holliday, joining us here on the Storm Report podcast. Dan, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Tommy. Just a reminder to make sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you're notified anytime there's a brand new episode. Of course, you can uh, visit us online at thestormreport.com. Follow us on Facebook, the Storm Report Radio Network, and on Twitter at the Storm Report. Until next time, I'm your host, Tommy Castor. You've been listening to the Storm Report Podcast, part of the Storm Report Radio Network.